0: Hello, hello, hello everyone! you are now tuning into Frida's World Podcast, a platform where women of color can have open, honest, and candid discussions about our experiences being professional women in this 21st century. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host, CEO, and founder of Frida Women NYC, a fashion brand that sets out to motivate and instill confidence in professional women through the use of fashion accessories. So if you're looking for ways to enrich your life, enhance your personal skills, or hell, if you're looking to just have a good laugh, grab a big glass of something and join on in. So this week's Frida Woman of the Week just so happens to be our very special guest on this week's episode, Tamar Ferdinand, who is the founder of the Heavenly Nature. Tamar is a health and wellness coach here in Brooklyn. She's also a doula, so you're going to hear a lot about her on this week's episode. But be sure to check out her full feature for Frida Women Fridays on our social media handle at on Instagram. Uh, Facebook and Twitter. It's Frida Women NYC. Again, the handle is F-R-E-E-D-A-Women N Y C. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to season two, episode 13 of Frida's World Podcast. And today I am here with a very special guest, Tamara Ferdinand of Heavenly Nature. Tamara, say hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> So today we're going to find out who Tamar is, what the heavenly nature is, and I guess talk a little bit about postpartum, um, which you know a lot of women nowadays are experiencing. And it's a topic that we do not talk about and it's affecting women every single day. So Tamar is what I would like to call somewhat of an expert in that <laughs> field. So she's here today to talk about All things, you know, postpartum. She's going to talk about being a doula, um, what being a doula is, and then just give us an insight into like who you are and the work that you're doing.
1: Okay. Um, So basically, as you guys know, my name is Tamar and Heavenly Nature started as a lifestyle brand and um, it started with me becoming a mom, actually, and being so interested in nutrition and just trying to be... um, as healthy as possible for me and my son. Um, and also I was kind of upset with like the state of black women in Brooklyn. Yes. <laughs> like there was so many limited resources. Like I was going from East Flatbush or Canarsie all the way to um, Bed-Stuy or or um, downtown Brooklyn to find mommy and me classes. or mm. And then it wasn't that it was um expensive it just wasn't in our neighborhoods so um that's how that started and then talking to moms i realized that there was so much they didn't know during pregnancy before pregnancy and then after pregnancy so i decided to become a doula because um i didn't have one when i had my son but i advocated so much and i did so much research and i had a good team of doctors and um, I realized that a lot of black women don't have that.
0: Well, if you could just explain what is a doula for those who don't know.
1: Okay. So a doula is a birth professional that supports moms during pregnancy and labor. And that's pretty much the the summary, but it's ver- it's very complicated yet so simple.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad you said that because now that we're talking about it, when I think of doula, I think about the tub of water... You know, and basically pregnancy happening in a t- in a tub of water. I think about the woman who comes to the, you know, to the house. And this is based on, you know, movies, obviously. Mm-hmm. You see the big pool of water. You see, you know, the mom's in there trying to give birth. That's what I think about when I think of a doula. And I think that might be I most mean- people. Um, <laughs> it's know. not a bad thought. Um, when people
1: think of doulas, they think of natural um, births. Mm-hmm. They think of all this gooey, newy, mystical stuff, and that's not thats not all it is. Um, first of all, we're not clinical, so we're not midwives. We're there to assist the mom and her family, and um, we're not just there for natural birth. We're there for C-sections. We're there in the hospitals. We're there in birthing centers. Wherever you're giving birth, we're there with you, and the point of a doula is to educate you on pregnancy and what that looks like, Down the road and what labor is going to look like and try to support you emotionally, physically, and just mentally be there to support you and your partner. And if you have any like just your whole family Mm -hmm. and be there and advocate, especially, you know, I think my role personally and for Heavenly Nature, like my goal is to advocate for the mothers. You know, um, there's so much issues during labor and even after labor when it comes to hospital births where moms need um, to feel like they have that support. They have someone that's knowledgeable about birth and they have that support where they know that a doula is going to advocate for them. And it doesn't necessarily mean me yelling at the doctor, Mm -hmm. but me whispering in your ear and saying, hey, this is not what you wanted. Are you sure you want to do this procedure? Are you sure? Let me tell you the risks and benefits of it and make sure you know that. So- i think everyone should have a doula it is not a um luxury service it's not only for white women um it is for everyone you know if you ask me i believe doulas came from black people anyway (laughs) but um it's definitely something that everyone needs and the way the maternal health system is it's really 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 bad in the us and it's four times worse for black women black women are dying black women are going home after they give birth and three days later they have a heart attack they end up in a coma Mm -hmm. and all these things and we don't tend to know what what why that happens we don't know why that happens
0: i did see an article not too long ago about a young woman who gave birth and i think it might have been a couple days later or a week later she was you know i think her her feet were swelling her hands were swelling but she went to the doctor and they i think they might have given her like a pressure pill or something and she told her mom like something's not right i don't feel good she went to i think she went to sleep and didn't wake up um, and this was not too long ago. And she was, I believe she was in her early 30s. You know, mm-hmm. she had graduated with, like, a doctorate degree. Like, she was, you know, a professional woman. Um, and, you know, she she had her baby, and that was that. So now, I think the reason it gained some attention was because um, her you know, her mother ended up obviously taking care of the child and, and now the child lives with the grandmother. But the community, like all of her friends, mm-hmm. um, made a pledge to help the grandmother raise the child mm-hmm. um, because of who, you know, the mother of that child was.
1: I think that is a lot of neglect on the hospital system. And necess- it's not necessarily one person, but it's it's a system. And that system doesn't allow them to understand how you know, how to take care of black mm-hmm. women. And it it's bad, you know, we're we're often neglected. We're like, oh black women, y'all alright, y'all can handle this.
0: Yeah, that's what society. That's exactly what society exactly. <laughs> puts on us. And I think exactly. because that's how society views us, we end up viewing ourselves like that. So, you know, if we don't feel too well, we're not quick to go to the doctor. We're not, not? quick to say, you know what, I, I'm feeling a little swollen today or I feel a little out of breath today or I feel like something is wrong because we're like, we have bills to pay. We have things to do. We don't have time to go make doctor's appointments. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm guilty of that as well. <laughs> um, but I want to ask how... How early, you know, can one, I guess, commission a doula in their, like, how early in their pregnancy?
1: Day one, you find out you're pregnant, you could tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there are, there's, doulas do so much Mm -hmm. um, in the, in the birth profession. And um, I know doulas that do pregnancy consults that, you know, mothers that want to get healthy. You know, that's something I'm looking into with Mm -hmm. working with the mom, especially the black population working with them before they get pregnant so that they can be healthy because there's Mm -hmm. so many women dealing with gestational diabetes and stuff. And a lot of that has to do with us not taking care of ourselves. So even before you get pregnant, you can um, look up a doula.
0: Now with doulas, are they covered under insurance? No. Okay.
1: Doulas are not covered under insurance. Um, Recently, New York has been talking about... um, you know, uh, covering them under Medicaid. Okay. Which I can't say if I'm yay or nay for that yet, but, (laughs) um, again, it will be Medicaid is under a healthcare system that doesn't really care about black women. So I'm not so sure if I'm so gung ho about that. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, it is completely out of pocket. One thing I will say about the cost of, um, wanting a doula, at least for New York city, You can get a doula for whatever you want to spend on it. Whatever your budget is, um, you go out there and find one. Doulas go from free to up to, in New York,
0: about $2,500. And where would one go to find a doula? Is like a website or is it like, do each hospital center have a list of doulas? No, hospitals
1: hospitals don't like doulas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But um, honestly...
1: When I was looking, I I literally Googled doulas in Mm -hmm. New York um, and a lot of stuff come up. There's like doula match um, and there's a few networks of people out in New York. Um, I trained personally at Ancient Song Doula Services and they really do um, work in the community. So um, I like to call myself a community doula because of all the knowledge that I learned from that program. And they have an agency of doulas where they... um, they charge the clients what they could pay so it's almost like on a sliding scale okay there's um there's the new york metro doula group where um they charge but it's uh off the strength of each individual doula and then there's um, a lot of different doula agencies. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that do it on their own. Okay, um, But it's a, once you get in, there's just like so much resources. And once you start looking, you'll find childbirth education courses. You'll find um, spinning. Like there's just so much. There's such rich information once you tap into that network mm-hmm. that um, there's no way you're not going to leave not knowing so much about yourself and learning about your pregnancy.
0: I think it's really important. Um, you know, just having a better understanding of like what doulas are and, and you know, who they are. Um, because I, when I was talking to you before we got on the podcast about my personal experience going Mm -hmm. through postpartum. And so I had asked the question, you know, how soon could you get a doula? Because You know, with my pregnancy, it was very, very tumultuous, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, if that's, you know, I don't know if that's the best way to describe it. But from day one, you know, I was having issues and I was very young and I didn't, you know, know any anybody who um, could really like give me real assistance to explain to me, you know, what what it is that I'm going through. Um, you know, at, at one point, I think early on, um, you know, I almost lost the, uh, my child like at three months mm. and then at five months, the doctor, you know, they do like the, the tests to, to see whether or not your kid has, um, uh, is going to have, I guess, um, these defects mm-hmm. and, you know, there's, uh, I guess there's false positives. And so I had a false positive and then I had to go do a, um, amnio Mm-hmm. And then with the amnio, I think some of the risks are early, I guess, you, you know, your child comes early or um, um, premature labor. Mm-hmm. And so I did go into tre- premature labor. I think I had my son at, um, I think it was maybe 27 weeks. Wow. Um, but I feel like if I had, you know, the support system, I would understand what's going on. Because at that point when I had my son... Um, I hadn't been to a Lamaze class. I hadn't been to anything because I was still too early, mm-hmm. according to the doctors. Mm-hmm. There's like a, you know, they they suggest, you know, later on in your pregnancy that you go do Lamaze and that you learn about what, you know, what pregnancy is, which is really backwards when you yeah. think about it. Yeah. But at that point, um I I was too early to go to those classes. So I had no idea what was going on with me, um, what this pregnancy was about. And then I ended up having the child still not knowing breathing techniques or anything. (laughs) So I find that if I had a doula from day one or even the first month or the second month, Mm -hmm. you know, I would have went through, I guess, a smoother transition with this pregnancy thing that I... And I may or may not have experienced, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have still experienced postpartum depression, but I think a big contributing factor as to why I went through it is because of all the stress and all of the worry that I was going through from day one of my pregnancy. So I kind of wanna, I guess, shift gears and talking about postpartum depression. If you could talk a little bit about what it actually is because some people have said to me that oh it's a myth it's not a real thing you know you're you know you know if you know it's 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 like it's just something that you're saying to either get out of your responsibilities of being a mother Mm -hmm. like you know there's just so much negativity um in my opinion, around this idea of postpartum depression, but it really is a real thing. And when I was experiencing it, I didn't know I was experiencing it. People had to tell me that something was wrong with me. And now going back and reliving the experience and now knowing what postpartum is, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, thank God that I was able to get out of it without seeing, you know, a therapist. So I just want you you to talk a little bit about what postpartum depression is, um, you know, what may or may not contribute it, Um, And then we can, you know, continue the discussion as to like, you know, what we can do if, you know, we're either going through it or we know somebody was going through it.
1: Okay. So postpartum depression isn't necessarily just after um, you have the baby. It could start as um, late in your pregnancy or during your pregnancy. And then it usually shows up maybe two or three weeks after um, you've had the baby. So um, it's actually... Postpartum depression is actually one of them. So it's, I um, might be wrong, per- perinatal mood and anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. So depression fall up, falls under that. PTSD is something that you probably mm-hmm. went through. And um, just a, a whole host of other things that fit under that umbrella. But we kind of call it postpartum depression because that's what people mm-hmm. are used to. Um, So once we have the baby, our bodies go through so much Um. And like on day three of being home with the baby, your milk comes in. And so your hormones like take a skyrocket and go up and down and do all of this. So you're crying, you're upset, you're happy. Like it's just a whole host of emotions. And then during that time, like the first two weeks, everyone or not everyone, but a lot of women experience um, the baby blues, what they call Mm -hmm. it. And usually we, we get over it by ourselves, but some people don't. And it stays. It stays. They don't really, well, I don't really know how long it stays, but um, if it's staying for more than that two, three week period, then something is up. You should see someone. Um, I I think it's very sensitive for black women. Um, we, we take on so much and we don't even realize it because we're just so used to being super women. We're so used to um, we're so used to it we don't realize how chronic it is. Mm-hmm. Like we're dealing with chronic stress every single day. Usually, if you know if we're a single mom, that means everything is on our shoulder, we're taking care of the finances. We're probably because we're back women, we're probably not making enough money anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have all those stresses on top of just giving birth to a whole human being. And having to feed that baby with our bodies mm-hmm. like so it's it i mean we we take it lightly but it's so much more than that and it's so much and then um we kind of i feel like women know that they're depressed or something's up but we kind of deny it sometimes and we kind of like i don't have time for this I, I have to take care of this baby i have to get back to work in three weeks like i have all this stuff to do so i'm gonna just put this on the side and so that's when it becomes chronic and it becomes an issue and then there's a breaking point. And my job as a doula and another thing about that is we're the only ones going into the community. We're the only ones seeing mom after she has that baby. That six week visit where the doctor checks off a few boxes Mm -hmm. and says, hey, you're okay. You can go have sex now and have another... Like that's all they do at that six week postpartum appointment. So it's like what, what is, what was all of that really for? Mm -hmm. And so once a doula comes in and, you know, she's talking to you and say, how was the birth? You know, how are you feeling today? You know, and then that gives you time to reflect and see what happened and, you know, kind of see where your, your mind is at. And then you could ask your questions. Did I really just have this intrusive thought? Did I really just, you know, am I, and there's so many different, uh, disorders under depression it can mm-hmm. it can just be like i'm I, i'm really really sad i don't want to look at the baby i don't want to take care of the baby it could be a million different things or a compulsive disorder i think i'm going to hurt my baby i think i'm going to hurt my baby but we 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 need someone to tell us i think you should go to the doctor i think mm-hmm. you should need to talk to somebody and then kind of like have someone to hold your hand because again being a black woman that doctor might dismiss it Or, you know, um, another issue is we may not want to go past that. Like the doctor can literally say, okay, I'll refer you to a therapist, but you never called a therapist. So um, we, I, I feel like we all need someone to hold our hands.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, it's one of those things that like, of course, our community, you know, it's not really big on therapy. And so, you know, the last few episodes we've kind of honed in on mental health awareness month as we are mm-hmm. in the month of May. So, you know, a lot of the topics we've 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 discussed have had some sort of mental health component. Mm-hmm. And I think coming from a community that doesn't really I don't want to say we don't value therapy we just don't do therapy
1: we don't do anything and so, <laughs> we so, don't go you know, to the doctor's appointment we don't follow up with the gyn until we're pregnant like it's, yeah
0: it's something we just don't do it becomes very difficult you know i think because even if you you have friends right friends and family within your circle as support systems um, if they don't have a real understanding of, you know, what it is that you're going through and that you need help to get over what you're going through, they can be there to, you know, I'll help you watch the baby, go take a right. nap, right. you know, maybe you just need to get your nails done or something like that. But I think the importance of having, you know, a professional such as a doula Around that, you know, knows what the signs of postpartum depression are and, you know, will be like you said, that hand holder to say, listen, you know, this is not normal. You know, it's been more than three weeks and you're still not eating or you're still not able to, you know, hear the baby cry without crying yourself. You might want to go to the doctor. I might. I'm going to come pick you up or let's let's meet up and do that. I feel like that's really important. And I think that, you know, if more women knew about doulas and their and their actual purpose, that it's not just a birthing coach in a sense, that maybe that can kind of help with this, you know, increase in postpartum depression, especially amongst African-American women or black women in general. Mm-hmm. What is the danger of pushing yourself to a limit under this, under, you know, in the state of postpartum um, like, what is, you know, because some people might say, well, you know, she's, you know, she just has a mood disorder. You know, she can still function at work. You know, she can still do what she has to do. But I feel like if you don't address it, there is the breaking point. But it's like, it can, it could just be more than just a breaking point. It can be, you know, detrimental to the to your career, one, mm-hmm. and just to, to your psyche, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like sometimes, you know, people can really shut down to the point of like, you know, they're physically ill Mm -hmm. right which appears a lot for black women yeah it it shows up physically and i think i think sometimes women they don't understand that especially you know going into it's like i can do it i can do it and then you're like then your body's like no you can't do it anymore Mm -hmm. um so i i I really like that point of just advocating for yourself even before like even in the beginning of the pregnancy Right. right like not to wait till you know you know, you're, you're, you already had the baby and feeling ill to now start talking kind of like, I guess, get ahead of the issue. Right. Do you think that it would be beneficial as part of the birth team in a sense of pregnancy team that each individual, like each, each mother, um, or mother to be have a doula and a mental health professional throughout their pregnancy process?
1: I mean, it would be cool. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but is it
1: can it happen? I mean that that sounds really, really dope. But you know, there are some doulas that are that have mental health, you know, in their back pocket. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that they're um used to. Like I I know a doula that um that's a social worker. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. But um not everyone has that. Mm-hmm. I don't you know, and, and we know. Mental health, social work, social workers, therapists—they're, you know, they're they're kind of spread too thin sometimes. Yeah. So it's cause, a give, give.
0: Because it sounds like, you know, I don't know what the cause is, and I don't—I haven't done research to to know what if there is actually a cause of postpartum depression. But in a lot of the women that I've spoken to that have talked about their experiences through postpartum. Um, a lot of it has to deal with being, you know, high, either they're high powered, they had stressful jobs during their pregnancy. There was a lot of stress and turmoil in their home. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so there was a lot of uh, pre-depression, um, as we talked about. So it seems like if they had a mental health professional involved from day one, of their pregnancy, so the same way, you know, when you go to the doctor, they tell you, oh, you're pregnant now. You have to come see me once a month for these checkups. If a mental health professional was also part of this, met, you know, this, this, these doctors' appointments, these mandatory visits, maybe that could assist, you know, in bringing down the number of people who experience postpartum, especially women of color, who I think, you know, experience stress. At, you know, higher rates than their counterparts because of everything that we have to be, you know, to our children in our community. Um, So I would be interested in seeing if there was a a focus group or some sort of study on women um, who are current, you know, who are pregnant or just found out they were pregnant and having them actually, you know, be paired up with a doula mental health professional and their regular doctor and tracking them during their pregnancy and seeing if there if there's any type of significant change um, in, you know, the aftermath.
1: I think that would be cool. But it just brings me back to my earlier point where we need to get our lives before we get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, um, getting pregnant is beautiful. Instagram and Facebook makes it look <laughs> so amazing with all the um, maternity photo shoots and stuff. But beforehand, you were eating like this. You were living like
0: this. You were you eating were... bacon eaters. <laughs> <laughs> right? My friend and I was so talking, I don't eat bacon, but apparently she was talking bacon. about bacon eaters. And I was like, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that that just goes to show you where, and in heavenly nature, um, like our mission is to help women live a, a holistic life and that doesn't necess- and that and it's women on purpose it's not mothers mm-hmm. because in order to 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 live holistically it has to start before motherhood because you know um quick story you know when i was i fell into heavenly nature i fell into becoming a doula because i kind of lost myself mm-hmm. in marriage and being a mom and stuff and it was like who am i like what am i doing why am i eating like this why do i feel so bad why am i you know um um, so sick my migraines and all of this like why do i feel like this and it wasn't until um i started living my life holistically and i changed a lot of things and i started journaling and i started uh, talking to people and talking to a a professional where i started getting the right tools to deal with what was coming well for me uh the heavenly nature Mm -hmm. you know or as for some that may look different for someone else they're learning all that they can before they get pregnant so that when they do get pregnant they're prepared more Mm -hmm. you know they're prepared down the line for even and even if they get postpartum depression at least they know and can identify what What that looks like and then get the help that they need yeah so, I mean, a mental health professional is cool once you get pregnant, but it should be something that's handled before that.
0: Yeah, I definitely am a big advocate, and I've stated before that everyone should have, you know, a therapist. And, you know, growing up, I always thought that a therapist was just for people who, you know, had I schizophrenic schiz- uh, schizophrenia, who had bipolar, um... But for me, sometimes it just feels good to just be like, oh, I'm just going to debrief with a random person who's not in my everyday life yes. and then just talk. And then hopefully they can be objective enough to kind of say, hey, Rita, you're bugging here. Or to circle me back and, and, and say, you know, well, why is it that you think this? Like, let, let's mm-hmm. really figure out why mm-hmm. you're doing this. And I think, you know, it's kind of like having, you know, uh, an every, like an everyday counselor, right? Somebody exactly. who's just there—they're not necessarily sitting here treating something or treating some disorder, but they're there to help you kind of get your, you know, your 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 mind right. Yeah. Um. So I I'm I really am am really you know, advocating for more people to kind of like do that, and uh, I think the last the last two episodes I talked about these apps. I don't know if you're familiar with the mental health apps. Um, so I actually, so I don't see a therapist in person because mm-hmm. I don't have the time for that. But there are these <laughs> Hence apps the out black here. Play. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have time to schedule a weekly meeting with anyone. Okay. <laughs> um, even the ones that my job tries to schedule, we're always finding a way out of it. There's oh, always no. something to do. But there are these apps. The one that I'm currently using is Better uh, Better Help, and I've used Taught Space in the past. And they're basically apps with licensed professionals, mental health professionals, and it's kind of therapy through text or um, some of them, you know, give you the option of doing video chat or um, phone calls, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, is is easier. But it's basically therapy at your fingertips. So Mm -hmm. you can't say that, oh, I can't make it across town to go see this therapist or I don't have an hour to do this because I'm, you know. So the way that it works is that the licensed professional reaches out to you 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 know there's like a, a survey at first so time to kind of get understanding of like where you are what it is that you're looking for um so if it's like you know what brought you to to therapy you know i was going through a bad breakup and so that could be what starts the conversation and then through that You know, they start poking and prodding and figuring, you know, trying to help you figure out why you're doing the things that you're doing or why it is that you're depressed or whatever. So it's been pretty good. Like, you know, it's it's at it's at your fingertips. So it's almost like having a therapist every day as opposed to waiting for the once a week visit. If I feel like I need to get something off my chest today, I can talk to the therapist today and they'll respond to me in the same day um that's really good so i so i definitely i I like the fact that the i guess society is seeing the necessity for therapy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so they're creating things like apps to kind of address it um just hopefully you know my hope is that there can be apps and other mechanisms that are affordable for those because i'm a working woman i can you know afford to pay for you know this this therapy on on text, but somebody who's you know you know a little less fortunate who does not have the means to you know spend extra money on health, um, mm. you know, and sometimes like if they can't make it to the therapist or if they can't afford an in person therapist, they're kind of like you know asked out. So I'm hoping that you know as time goes on and as this you know this awareness for therapy becomes bigger within our community. We can find, you know, real ways to help those who don't have the time to actually go and, you know, um, make appointments and that maybe there can be like a text app that's, I I don't know, let me not say Medicaid because I know (laughs) Medicaid is not the (laughs) best, but maybe if health insurance will start covering some of these, you know, apps.
1: The apps, yes, but, you know, insurance does pay for mental health professionals, Mm so... There, I'm pretty sure that you can get there At least once
0: a month Once a year But that's, you know? that's the thing Like with therapy though You know It's one of those things Where it needs to be Consistent, consistent right? right So anybody can say I can go once every other month But if we're really trying to like Get to the root of certain issues It's like it has to be consistent Yeah It does And so that Therein lies the problem The yeah. consistent appointment That you have to make every month yeah. Or every week
1: I mean, but there are definitely, um, and I know you said you've talked about this on, um, uh, past, uh, podcast interviews where, um, self-care is important and, um, I'm also a holistic wellness coach. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I focus on is, and I love, and I tell all my clients to do is to journal. I created a journal just so women could just write Mm -hmm. and, um, it's personally helped me so much because um, when you're free writing and you look back two months later, you worked your way through a problem and you didn't even realize it. So journaling helps a lot, a lot, a lot. And um, the journal that I have, I broke it up into um, just different parts of your life, like your health, your finances, um, your spirituality, your creativity, and some of the stuff I don't remember. <laughs> but, um, I broke it down in that way because those are the things that matter. You know, um, one thing that I learned was um, your primary food. And by primary food, primary food is not food. That's secondary. Mm-hmm. Your primary food is your spirituality, is your 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 most uh, precious relationships, mm-hmm. whether it's a significant or other or mother to child or you know whatever. Um, all of those things matter. And when you write about those things and focus on those things. And you look and you say, hey, that's a problem for me. Um, Let me jot down how I'm going to fix it today. Or let me jot down how I feel about it. Um, I know another blogger, and I'll shout her out, um, Celeste. She um, started telling her followers to just write a gratitude journal. Wake Mm -hmm. up every morning and say, thank you for this, that, and the third. Or at night before you go to sleep. Man, I did not get in trouble at work today. Thank you. Like, <laughs> you know, and and then you really feel good. You end the day well or you start the day so much better by taking small steps and just trying to be positive, trying to work through yourself. So, I mean, self-care looks different for everybody. Yeah, I love the spa. I love the
0: mm-hmm. the
1: getting my nails I'm like I love a pedicure. <laughs> but, but um just taking a walk.
0: Yeah. Walks definitely work. I've cleared my head over some serious walks.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be taking a vacation. It doesn't mean... Because we can't all afford that. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't remember the last time I went on a vacation. But, you know, um, that walk, that... Listen, if I could put my son to sleep and just go to the grocery store by myself? Yeah. That is <laughs> that so good. <laughs> <laughs> I really so I'm a little fair. nerdy, but I really enjoy that or opening up a book. Like, I haven't read a book in so
0: long. I used to get lost in books. Mm-hmm. Pick up a book, do something. It's true. I think sometimes we bypass the little things because Mm -hmm. we think that we have to go to the spa. We have to get an expensive massage or we have to, like, do, like, an overnight trip somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we forget that the little things of just... Like, for me, I like watching reruns of Law & Order. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's, like... So, like, me and my friend, we've kind of tried to establish, like, with Sundays at least... For me, it doesn't always work because I'm always running around doing something... But at least for a couple of hours on the Sunday that we just sit down Mm -hmm. and watch some Mm -hmm. Law and Order, you know, on the couch and kind of like just decompress and just get lost in the episodes that we've probably seen a million times. But it works every time. (laughs) And I just feel, I just feel so good that I I took that time to like, you know, for myself to just Mm kind of decompress over some Law and Order.
1: Because... From Monday to Friday, I'm working all day for someone else, mm-hmm. and I'm doing all of this work. Just give me a few hours by myself, and I'll be fine. And that's wh- that's where it starts. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, you do make it to see a therapist the same way we have to make it to for our physical. You know if. If whatever it looks like if we actually the physical <laughs> if we do you know but you're gonna go if you um are pregnant you're gonna yeah, find no, a midwife right? you're, you're gonna, gonna find to. an OBGYN. so hopefully you do the same thing because it matters you know if you don't take care of yourself who will
0: that's true
1: especially for us black moms like hey
0: i'm here nobody
1: cares about me but you know you got to take care of yourself first so
0: that's definitely that. I think, yeah, this was definitely a really great conversation because I feel like we can't stress it enough, the importance of self-care,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: importance of seeking therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not it's not just a white person's mechanism. Everybody needs ther- therapy, especially those of us who are living in the black community. Yeah. Uh, we've gone through so, so, so much. And I think, you know, just the conversation on postpartum, Just kind of just make, you know, I don't know if there's an awareness month for that. I'm pretty sure there has to be. It was April. Well, Um, in
1: April, there's the Black Maternal Health Week. Okay.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah. So
1: um, that, that um, it's getting bigger and bigger, I see. And it's really just exposing women to the disparities Mm -hmm. that are going on in maternal health care and really trying to educate. And I think, you know, that's, that's like my, my thing, like, I really want to be your doula, but I really, and I want to be at
0: your birth and I want your birth to be beautiful, but I really just want to educate you beforehand. It's true. But I think with the education of postpartum, that has to be, you know, it needs to be given to the men as well too, that are in these relationships, because I mean, you know, that's, especially for me, like that was a big thing, um, that the men in my life didn't understand what postpartum was and it was just like, you know, you just don't want to take care of your child. So it's one of these things where it needs to be in a community, a community effort. Mm -hmm. So yes, the, the, the woman who's pregnant needs to understand what postpartum is so that, you know, if it happens, they're prepared, but those, so the men, even the parents, the relatives, because everyone has something to say. Um, about you know oh my gosh she, she looks like she's you know let me take that baby oh my gosh you look like you're struggling over there but they're ma- they're not making these comments necessarily in love they're, mm-hmm. it's like almost like passing judgment and I feel like yeah. the woman who's hearing them that actually um makes them feel even worse so they're not coming out of this depression anytime soon if they're surrounded by people who have no understanding of what postpartum is and because they don't understand they're you know, adding on like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. if you've you've seen or heard of the mother. (laughs) who's just like, you don't know how to, you know, give me that bottle. You don't know what you're doing. Or let me do this Mm because you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Not understanding that you're actually going through something and you already feel like you're inadequate. You're not a good mom. You're Mm -hmm. failing. And so it, it needs to be a real community effort because I feel like, if everyone understands, they could be part of the healing as well, too, because yeah. they'll know. Yeah. Um, so I'm really hoping that next year, you know, now that I know that it's in April, <laughs> we can do we can focus, you know, some of our, our episodes specifically on this issue, because I'm very passionate about it because I've been through it and I've, I've been able to come out. But not everybody can come out. That's true. And so, you know, we want to, and especially if it's something that, you know, therapy can 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 help. Understanding, you know, the loved ones can help. Then there's no need for us to be losing, you know, our sisters to postpartum depression. So I
1: think, um, in terms of the partners, it's really important for them to be supportive. Mm-hmm. It's really important for them to just be there. Um, to and to understand so it the education does have to go to the partners too but you know your boyfriend your husband he is your rock
0: mm-hmm. during that
1: time so you really want him to to understand and see and a good depiction of that was an episode of blackish yes i think I talked about it. <laughs> yes and bo the wife um she was showing signs of depression mm-hmm. and uh, Dre, I think his name is, yeah. Dre picked up on it. And, you know, he was able to say, let's go to therapy. And he went with her.
0: Yeah. You know, that was a power. That was a very powerful episode. Exactly. Because when I saw that, I'm like, mm, I don't know too many men that I know of that, that's like, I, I I think you're going through something as opposed to you don't want to take care of your child. Yeah. So it was really interesting to, to, I guess, for Blackish to depict, Mm -hmm. like you said, the male actually being so in tune Mm -hmm. with their wife. I mean, I feel like this is obviously going to be another episode, another discussion, another topic. But you know, making sure that you pick the right mate, right? (laughs) That could be why you're you're going to find out most part of depression (laughs) because you went and picked up some trash. You know, I mean. It happens. It does happen. And all of that contributes. D- I believe it that all of that
1: stress- It does it's, contribute. It's stress, and we're so used to it, we don't even realize yeah. it, all that domestic issues that's going on while you just had a baby. Mm-hmm. It, and it shows up, you know, um, I don't really like during my pregnant, during my postpartum time, I had an argument with a family member, and I felt like I, I didn't have any more breast milk, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I wish I had a doula then because. I had no one to, to figure out what to do. You know, mm-hmm. I ended up stopped feeding my
0: son breast milk very early, less than yeah, six too. months. Well, I think I mine had to have been like two months. I just couldn't produce anymore and I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. And nobody told me why. The doctor didn't tell me why. No, so it just no. didn't happen anymore. Exactly. exactly. So yeah. And it's it's, it's really difficult. It's really difficult because it's, it's something you said earlier, you know, after you do the, the, the six week check check in, that's it. There's no more conversation. I remember now that we're talking about milk when I, when I couldn't make any more milk for him. I, there was the whole drama of figuring out what formula to give the child because everything constipated him. Yeah. And then I tried to give him soy milk and he he couldn't stand. He actually went on a hunger strike for a day because every time Maybe. he saw a bottle, he thought it was soy milk and he wouldn't he oh drink it. And we're sitting here. We're like going crazy. But we had nobody to help us. The doctor yeah. wasn't weighing in. Yeah. So it's 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 funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's interesting in retrospect. Now thinking about that time, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like we really didn't know anything. <laughs> we didn't know anything.
1: And oh, that's man. the the system we're in. Mm-hmm. So you know, doulas, our job is to to see what's going on to refer you. A lot of there's lactation consultants. Mm-hmm, you know, there's that that'll go into your home and help you. You don't have to leave the house. They'll come to you and figure out what's wrong with your breast, and say this is what you need. ABC. And a lot of doulas have certifications and stuff like that. And any doula can help you figure out. Because I like to think of us as care managers where we manage it all mm-hmm. so if we we can't do it we'll find out who can do it and get you that resource
0: you knowledge know? is power man i feel yeah. like if i had even an ounce of this knowledge to, <laughs> that i'm learning like right now like things could have been so different yeah and i can't say for a fact that i wouldn't have gone through postpartum but i might not have because i think a lot of that pre-anxiety was from not knowing what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, being in situations where you just didn't know how to like deal, um, so it's really interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what my future looks like <laughs> if, I'll be, if I'll ever need to consult a doula, but I do think that it's really important that women know that it's an option and that it's not its not luxurious. I think that's one of the biggest lessons we learned today, that a doula is not a luxury item. It's not. I, I
1: really feel it's a necessity. Um, and I, I I had put this quote on my Instagram that said something to the effect of... You know, if doulas were a drug, you know, you'd want it, mm. you know, and it's so when whenever we're in the, the hospital and we're in pain, we want pain meds to make us feel better. Mm-hmm. Like if doula was a drug, trust me, you would want us. Um, so hopefully I hope that more black women start hiring doulas, start learning more, finding information from the right people, mm-hmm. because I I love doctors and I think that they are trained to to uh fix an emergency. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes they kind of miss the ball with pregnancy because pregnancy is a natural thing. Yeah. You know, and don't get me wrong, um there are some high-risk pregnancies, there are some things that are out there that we need these doctors, these medical providers for, but um midwives are trained to deal with pregnant women and we kind of um act like uh, they don't know what they're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. When they are
1: highly, they went to school. They yeah. trained for this specifically, only this. Yeah. So they are very highly trained in um, pregnancy and postpartum, and their their model of care is community. Mm-hmm. So they go into homes. They um well, there's hospital midwives, and then there's home birth midwives. But their their care on on a larger spectrum is for the for the mom from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. So um, I would like more black women to think about that too, just about the care that they want, the wholesome care that they want. And, and if if that's what they're looking for, I would go to a midwife.
0: So what is next for the Heavenly Nature? I know, you, I know you're passionate about education and going out there. So what's next for Heavenly Nature? And I want you to also tell us how, how we can learn more about you know you and 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 your in the blog
1: well like i said um i'm very interested in helping women before pregnancy i feel like there's such a gap there's such a um health literacy gap there's such a gap of just knowledge and i think that if we were prepared better in the beginning we would have a better outcome mm-hmm. so honestly my goal is to work on Childbirth education and just um, healthy living. Um, so that's what's coming up very oh, right. soon. Cool. Um, if you'd like to reach me, um, www.theheavenlynature.com I am on Instagram as the heavenly nature, um, and you can email me at info at the heavenly nature. You could DM me.
0: You <laughs> could slide up in your DMs. Yes, you can slide <laughs> in my
1: DMs. You could, you know, on Facebook, same thing. Heavenly nature. Um, you can find me, um,
0: and yeah, I think that's about it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tamar Ferdinand, founder of the heavenly nature. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for taking the time to talk about this really, really important topic, especially again, you know, in this month of mental health awareness. Um, we don't want to, you know, skip over postpartum because for some reason, it kind of gets left out of the overall discussion. Because you mental can't take health.
1: pictures then. Nobody wants to yeah. take pictures. They it's... only take pictures of the baby.
0: <laughs> so it's you know it's it's a really it's a really sad thing and it's it's a serious thing. But I'm really happy that we have professionals such as yourself mm-hmm. that's out there wanting to educate you know women on how to do better. And I think your point of educating women on how to be better even before thinking. About you know conceiving and having children, I think is really important. um You know, being if, especially again in our community, we're just so used to you know eating certain things, doing certain things. And it's funny, I was thinking earlier, I'm like, you know, nobody in my family was like, let's go for a run, <laughs> let's go do exercise. It's not something that you know we did, and you know we ate. You know, food like Haitian food, mm-hmm. which might not be the healthiest, um, at times. <laughs> I, I mean, my mom, one thing I can say, my mom was a big health like she was a vegetarian for a very long time. She was, I knew all about health food stores since I was a kid, so my mom was very strict with food, although I still ate bad stuff. But in terms <laughs> of exercising and things like that, and like just you know, mental health stuff and just being overall healthy, like that really wasn't a thing. Mental health and being a Haitian
1: woman. Postpartum, you're well taken care of though. I think that um in the American culture, mm. they luck- they didn't do so well in understanding that sacred period because growing up Haitian and have had gone through that time as a mom now myself, that's a sacred time. And then I used to think they were crazy. I was like, Ma, I don't wanna do this, uh this bath, the the bath. I don't yeah, wanna do that, I don't I wanna didn't do this. Get that. Unfortunately, but, listen, but other cultures are doing it. Yeah. The, the Chinese people are doing it and, and China and Haiti are very far. <laughs> so it's like they knew yeah. what they were doing. It's true. So somehow we lost that.
0: Yeah. we. I mean, it's true, though, that I remember my grandmother because, you know, my 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 mom, my grandmother were living in Florida at the time I was I was pregnant with my son. So I do remember my grandmother talking about the, the leaf bath. And saying that, man, if I was there, I would have given it. you this leaf bath. <laughs> and so I think that she even thinks that that's why I kind of went off the rocker because I didn't get the leaf bath, and then also like the mittin' that that castor oil mix of mm. whatever that Clean they give you, you that out. cleans you out. Like I didn't get that um, postpartum care in a sense, um, but you know I wish I did, but I didn't. Um. <laughs> We'll try, but, we'll try again. We'll try we'll, again. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's interesting, though, like, you know, what you said about, like, the cultures. But I feel like being, you know, living in America now, a lot lot of us, you know, who are, you know, first generations, we're slowly, I don't know, we're, we've we kind of departed a little bit.
1: Yeah, but I feel like doulas are bringing it back, you know, because I, I do that, that herbal mm-hmm. bath, you know, and, and all that I learned while I was pregnant, I was... You know, my mom didn't get that care either because she had us here and she Mm -hmm. was, in a sense, alone, but she knew who to call on in her community to come and do all those things to me. And then she had the food down Mm packed. So I was good. But um so there 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 is a gap, but hopefully doulas are
0: definitely making
1: sure it stays there, Mm -hmm. at least for the Black doulas.
0: Yes, and I definitely commend you. And I think that I mean, for those of you out there who are who are currently pregnant, find you a doula. Um, but for those of us who just want to be healthy and live our best lives, yes, please. it doesn't it doesn't hurt to still talk to a doula, right? It doesn't just hurt to, to know what you're know what you could be, you know, you know, looking forward to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, So that's a wrap for season two, episode 13. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you so much for coming on the show. And again, guys, please um, check her out on social media at The Heavenly Nature on Instagram, Facebook. Are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter.
1: And on Twitter.
0: Yeah. So, if, you know, some Listen, we don't discriminate here. Some people are Twitter people. Yes. Some people have Twitter, Twitter fingers. Twitter is heavenly nature. Yeah. yeah, so heavenly nature on Twitter. And definitely, you know, reach out to her if you have questions for yourself or for people you might know. Definitely reach out. It's not, it's not every day that you meet a black doula. So, no, it is <laughs> so not. So definitely take advantage of her. But that's a wrap. And we'll see you guys next week.
1: Thank you.